Hey, I'm Peppy. And I'm Adam Willis. And you are listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. You know, I'm going to tell you this. No one was more opposed to the hip-hop game than Coolio. Especially in the 2006 shows. <laughs> I'm yep. sorry, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Peppy. On the side of me is my partner in rhyme, my main dude, Stain. His name is Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How you doing, Pat? I'm not bad, dude. You looking well? Yeah, you excited uh, today? Yeah, yeah. You got your energy levels up? I know, but you're gonna have to carry me this show because I actually uh, got uh, I got drunk last night for the first time in a long time, and like my 30 year old body can't handle it anymore. Well, so you got a like, better night than I did, man. So you know, I want to live it up. We are gonna hear a rare occasion on the air, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Black Adam Willis cutting loose. Yeah, no. Not no. really cutting loose, just kind of just cutting one too many beers open. Look, he, he says that. He's trying to downplay it. But earlier, like right before the show, this man busted out with a Devo impression. All right. I'm, glad, I'm glad he put the pants back on. But <laughs> seriously. Like I told you this is radio. We don't, we don't have to we have to go on that because they can't see. Yeah, but I, I believe in our audience, you know, and I think the special rapport we have with them um, really. They really, deserve to know is what you're saying. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. They need that level of honesty. <laughs> All right, we have some very lovely faces in the uh, studio today. I'm talking, of course, of DJ Mikey Mike. Hi. <laughs> hey, Mike. I love my face. Uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's like very sexy. Too, it's, just, it's just the scruff, too, man. You know. Come on. It's winter again. <laughs> no, you know? I, I, I feel you. We got, we got snow. We got like, what, we got like, a, like two inches Did we? I, I kind of drank through it. Oh, okay, <laughs> and then yeah, I woke we, up, it's melted. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what happened. Yeah, we did get a little <laughs> snow here in Boston, man. It was one of those situations where they say, oh, it's going to be a huge nor'easter. Lock up lock up your windows tight. Get the shovels ready. Oh, it's going to be nightmares. Eight <laughs> inches here. Ten inches there. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Dude, we got like, what, an inch and a half over the course of four days. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, I mean, even even now, outside, I walked here. It was all warm. It wasn't bad enough to even have surcharges on Uber. So yeah. it wasn't really much of a story. And you know yeah. they'll run you. They, they will. will. They will right. take any. It's like, what do you have? Shaved ice outside? Someone got a snow cone? <laughs> that's four percent. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, all right. But like I said, we do have some awesome guests in the house. We have these delightful fellows from Rogue Burlesque in the house. I'm looking at. Hello. This is Busty Keaton. And I'm Dewey Decimator. Dewey Decimator, cutting in line. How you doing? I'm doing super well. I'm so excited. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a okay. I'm glad you all are jazzed. You could be in here. Hey, Pat's so, usually the one that fires first. Um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, you know, it was me or Greedo. Yeah. <laughs> I just got this tattoo. That's she, relevant to that. She has a tattoo ah. of Han. Oh, wait. No, I can't say that. I, I'm, it's an awesome tattoo of Han's blaster. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm looking at the rest of the decor, and that might actually be a spoiler to anyone who hasn't seen Force Awakens after nine months. So can we? are we still on that like embargo of talking about the movie? It's not an embargo. It's about respect, though, man. Get That's out like of saying, here. Get okay, the hell look, out of here. Right now, it's just becoming okay to say uh, Darth was Luke's father. Okay, that's the that's the level of that's that's yeah, what we're took about forty years, you're right? Hey, man, you have to. It's all about respect and nerddom. All right, yeah. All right, next thing you're gonna tell me is uh, Peter Venkman was not the fourth Ghostbuster. Like what? Mm. But no, I, I won't thought bring that was, up. I'm sorry. Look, okay, we talked about this before. Okay, Ernie Hudson's my uncle, and he was he was robbed. <laughs> you do look a little like Ernie Hudson. He was my favorite Ghostbuster too. Actually, dude, little uh, not little known fact, lesser known fact: the role was originally written Freddie Murphy. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things where um, it was written for Eddie Murphy, and they had a whole thing where he was going to be. What's the next the best be. option next to no, Eddie no, Murphy? No, 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 not, not, not What's Ernie man. Hudson doing right now? Get no, him on the line. He actually had a conflict. I think he was shooting Beverly Hills Cop then. 
Okay. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, a golden child, one of those. But he had a conflict. I hope it's not one it. of those like things where they they miss like a great opportunity because they're doing something else like really stupid, like Michael Caine missing the, <laughs> his Oscar because he was filming like Jaws two. Okay. Or something like that, you know? Well, okay, no. Those prestigious roles only come along once. <laughs> only once, yeah. Seriously. Actually, no. If it was like Michael Caine in a, uh, in a role like Dirty Rotten Scoundrel, I'd be okay with that. You don't like Dirty Rotten Scoundrel? No, I love Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. Right. Dirty Rotten Scoundrel? What? Who are you talking about? I, I... The shame. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going with that. Hey, ladies, boo this man. Uh, I, I said that's like one of my favorite movies. You can't like <laughs> boo me for agreeing with you. All right, uh, all right. I'm messing with you, man. But no, actually, um, it was written for Eddie Murphy. They were going to do like a whole Saturday Night Live alums thing. And uh, he couldn't make it. He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't be in in the production for the whole production. Uh, so I think a general casting call went out, and that's how they got Ernie Hudson. But also, once Ernie Hudson came on the production, they did all this BS. Where I, I don't think I'd want to see Eddie Murphy on there now. He, um, he takes Winston too was, much away from uh, the other. Well, stuff Winston was going to be another scientist. He was going to be like uh, uh, an equal part of the crew, uh-huh. and actually have like PhDs and things. And then they just dumbed it down. And now we'll rewrite it so that he's just like for a higher guy who doesn't really care. Having him not believe is cool. That worked for the story. Having him be just the guy who's kind of there and couldn't give an F. I mean, seriously. I'm just really tickled you know this much Ernie Hudson history. Like you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't. This is Ghostbusters, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, true. It's all good, baby. All right, well, let's jump into the news because I think we've dodged long enough. But before we do, I mentioned we have Busty Keaton and we have Dewey Decimal. First of all, freaking awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, it, it's, I'm a librarian by trade, so I wanted to pay homage to <laughs> the greatest job in the world ever, other than radio host, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> so Dewey Decimator was born because I will kick your butt. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm You're a librarian? Book. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Like, you got to go to, like, serious schooling and stuff for that now. Usually I thought it was just uh... It's the thing that you fell into, like someone's mom. It's like not shop. one of those things where Noah Wiley just like knocks on your door. Yeah, with your name on the list. Nope. No, no, you've got to go to a school and pay <laughs> money, and then they give you a piece of paper that says you have a master's degree, and then you get to look for a full time job for several years until you finally find one, and then you're like, I made it. I have health insurance. Oh my god, <laughs> this is so I, great. I, I'd never make the cut. Um, no, you wouldn't. Just dash so many dreams. No, well, not don't mine, say that. But, oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. I mean, crushing dreams is the American dream, isn't it? So. <laughs> well put. Yeah, actually, <laughs> this is the well slogan said. in Trump's America. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, but no, you all are here from Rogue Burlesque. We're gonna hear a little mm-hmm. more uh, in depth about it later. But you want to give our audience the general overview of Rogue Burlesque? Oh, sure. Uh, right now. Uh, just yeah, no, hey, no pressure. Uh, so Rogue Burlesque, we've been around since 2009, mm-hmm. and we are based in classic burlesque, but we also do some really weird stuff. And so we have all the classic moves, like the bumps and the grinds, and we do the glamour and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we also have like stripping out of banana costumes, or um, <laughs> what else do we have? Peeling out of banana. We have a, banana peel, in fact. Yeah. yeah, we do some some sort of nerdlesque. In yes. air quotes, as yours, so like we have a show coming up. Someone is doing a routine as um, one of the gentlemen from Buffy. Mm-hmm. This is a, a lady doing the gentleman. She's very terrifying. Wait, terrifying. she does them on stage? It's yes. yes. It's amazing. It's practically illegal. Yeah, this illegal. week at Club Cafe. It's nice. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the makeup and everything. It's Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do, we do the nerd stuff. We do some of the more like uh, very classic stuff. Our uh, One of our members, Dixie Duya, one of our founding members, along with Busty Keaton, she does the classic bump grind, like, Big hair, big sequins, big chest piece, 
area thing. <laughs> um, attitude. Pulling things out of her cleavage and all yeah, that. Yeah. So. I, I support all these actions. Yeah. Thank it's a you. classic. We're talking like, um, yeah, bumps and grinds. Uh, old school. Yeah. Old um, school. The big dresses and bustiers and corsets and all this yep. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sequins Garden. everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, man. You'll find them later when yes. you get home. It sounds so sparkly. It's, it's so sparkly. It's, it's like looking into the sun, basically. Yeah. But it hurts <laughs> less. Yeah. There's more benefits. Yeah. Uh, you right. don't you physically permanently now. damage. No permanent damage. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's yeah. jump right into it. Um, we start off with a little bit of news first, because, dude. All right, first of all, because <clears throat> um, you know I'm a huge comic nerd. Adam. Uh, I didn't know that, really. Start talking about Star Trek again. I hi- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let me tell you the first time Q um, resurrected the dead Captain Picard and showed him his life, <laughs> yeah. uh, going back and how uh, basically um, see, I getting out the of the friend now, zone it's, yeah. ruined one man's career. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Um, see, what happened was the very young Picard was actually a badass. He yeah, started to find right, three can, can get it out of your system. Good. <laughs> all right, fine. I'm sorry. I really hope people out there are Star Trek fans or else I've just... <laughs> You've obviously I, failed I, this I, show, I've yeah. lost so many listeners. <laughs> all right, but no, what I'm getting at is um, we've talked several times about like what would be the awesome movie that DC could make to compete with Marvel and the Avengers and Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel sure. basically stopping their asses left and right. Um, in the uh, in the uh, in the MCU, she's by volume of movies, absolutely. Well, yeah, but the latest in that uh, in that roster is Deadpool, which is just a beast. But yep. um, mm-hmm. DC finally may have the race in the hole out in the uh, out and about in the world. Uh, DC's announced Lobo is uh, going to be the next film in development. Um, okay, now, so this... why don't you explain Lobo to the? Uh, well, the Lobo is there. much in the ways that uh, Superman is the last Kryptonian. Mm. Uh, Lobo was also the last of an alien race and was actually created originally as just a space bounty hunter, and he was very corny to re, uh, to adapted to be an equal uh, villain for. So Superman. is he one of these He's... alien races that looks just like human beings and that can blend in with other? More or less, yeah. Think about more of like a God of War type appearance. He's very okay. pale. Um, he has really awesome eyebrows and tattoos yes. and muscles. Uh, no tattoos, <laughs> I'm just everything about him would scream tattoos, but no tattoos. No. More of a hyper piercing thing, uh, and by that I mean like railroad spikes through his forearms and chest and neck. Well, at least he blends in, right? Oh yeah, no, you can, <laughs> that guy. Please, he walks into a bank, takes out a loan. No one is any wiser. Uh, but no, Lobo is this badass dude that um, is basically is for all intents and purposes a Superman villain. But over the years has evolved, or I guess devolved, into more of an anti-hero character. But it's one of those badass characters where it's like, you're not supposed to like this guy, but you do. Right. It's like Wolverine didn't start off as the most po- to be the most popular X-Man. He just kind of became, became that, because yeah. he was badass. Same thing, with well, similar thing with Lobo. I guess Deadpool is a better example. So I sure. basically wasted about a minute and a half of everyone's time. Yeah, well, but, good thing you pointed it out. Thank you. Uh, it's what I do. I'm honest <laughs> with the people. Oh, well, look, there's that. But so I'm not really You're familiar. A bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a little hard. I tell him I'm hungover. Right, right. um, but I'm not really familiar with this character. But so this is, sounds like uh, you're excited, though. Yeah, no, I'm very excited, dude. Lobo was one of those characters where you never expected to see him in a form like film, right? Because he's in the comics. He's this badass thing. It's cool. Uh, at the most, the biggest leap would be him in the cartoon series, which they did. And he was able to reach a wider audience. I forget who voiced him, but he was like, I'm the baddest man. And he's regular And I'm like, he was just loud and belligerent for no reason at all. What the hell? <laughs> that weird uncle at the family reunion? Yeah, no, it was great because he was just nuts. And it worked. 
and people got to like him that way. Well, now DC is saying the next movie in the uh, DC uh, Cinematic Universe is going to be centered around uh, Lobo. This well, that's cool. I mean, so place. you think this is going to be – this is a good thing for them. You said this they're ace in the hole. You said this is going to be – kind of put them on par with Marvel. So you think mm-hmm. this is – it's going to adapt well? Yeah, definitely, because this is different. This is a character that, although he has the history – uh, it's not a popular enough history where they can try to crowbar in, well, we got to do an origin story and we got to tell how he was raised in Kansas and how he's this and that. And also, one of my biggest beefs is I liked Man of Steel mm-hmm. as, in my opinion, the best Superman movie we've gotten since Christopher Reeve's movies. Okay. And even then, those were highly generational. Yeah, I always said I like, I especially liked the first half of it. Yeah, you it know. looked great. Yeah. And it presented a different take on Superman, and everyone's arguments are, well, there was destruction left and right. He didn't seem to care about people, and he killed a guy at the end. I'm like, it's a different take on a character, but because yeah. you're so ingrained well, that's, that's, in a certain view of Superman. That's certainly where they're going. They're definitely going for the darker take, especially compared to Marvel. You know, I like Marvel's that. Had yeah. That. yeah. That seems They kind of got to, you know, they, I think they have to kind of do that, too, kind of like break away. And we're not just trying to, you know, do our own carbon copy of exactly what Marvel's doing. So, like, let's make something darker. Let's make it, you know, the, the visual palette a little darker as well. You know what I mean? A lot of those steel colors and, and things. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. And like I said, uh, I, I don't know much about this character, but I am intrigued now that you seem to be kind of jazzed for it. And I take your opinion uh, seriously. I'm not selling it poorly of... here because... Um, is there any it's... casting info? No, this is still very, very oh, okay. brand new. And they've already failed to like bring it to light twice. They've had scripts made, mm-hmm. uh, written to completion, and then just not um, been able to get it off the ground. They were talking about uh, casting The Rock. Uh-huh. As Lobo at one point. Now, this was before. But it's not a sequel, so we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> franchise Viagra. Oh, I can't be in the first one. What do you mean? I gotta show uh, up and save this franchise. Yeah. Well, actually, you do. Um, you may, uh, you may or may not know this, and you may or may not care. But uh, the reason that the la- one of the main reasons that the last one uh, failed to get off the ground was because when they were seriously considering casting him as as uh, Lobo, they all they already had already cast him or just cast him as Black Adam. And they couldn't have him attached uh, to two DC pro- uh, uh, properties. Right. Yeah. But and then I stole like the name for the, our little sh- program we do here. It's okay with that. I mean, you were Taking well. it back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, when I look at you, I think Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> or Dwayne's Johnson. Well. All the way. <laughs> Probably not even that big. I'm excited for this mostly because it's almost carte blanche. You know, it's a character that's known, one that people want to see and don't want to see messed up. But besides that, there's very little room for like studio interference and very little uh, necessity to adhere to a single uh, to a single storyline or single character. And type. do you think? I mean, is this like a grittier character too? Do you think they're oh, gonna go? Yeah. So do you think they're gonna go like the the rated R route, like uh, they did with Deadpool? If um, there's any Deadpool, character so? in the DC universe, this would be the one. Sure. Um, so I know they're said they're not like they're kind of still reluctant to do that. Which I think is wise as well. Not just going like, hey, well, that worked. Let's yeah, just throw S-bombs in every direction, Which is rare for DC. You know I love DC, but I will talk endless amounts of smack about them because their mistakes are blatant. They're in your face. They're obvious. And it's run by like these people. They're well-deserved, too, yeah. Yeah, you know. But, I mean, I try not to be too hard on them because, you know, eventually Grandpa just needs a nap. <laughs> and, uh, this juncture with this type of property, I'm thinking there's actual promise. And, dude, I'm excited. Like, almost sexually. You wouldn't yeah, believe. yeah, well. Uh, okay, now also do want to point out there hasn't been an actual casting uh, news, but there has been some on the script that they're working with or the script that they're trying to work with. Uh, the um, writer of uh, was it Wonder Woman, Jason Fuchs, is uh, penning the new script. Hmm. Uh, Fuchs is the guy who's writing Wonder Woman now for DC, and his 
Uh, excuse me. Gas on the air. His pedigree includes things like last year's pan. Ooh. Which no one saw. <laughs> Which I saw. Which, Which you oh, saw, yeah. God. So you were like you and like thirteen guys. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's okay, are you are you uh, very nice people familiar with Peter the story of Peter Pan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I want you to think about everything you know about that story and then head. find a way to crowbar in some Nirvana. Okay. okay. I don't mean the state of Nirvana, I mean Kurt Cobain Nirvana. <laughs> It's in there. Yeah. Let's take all the f- oh, let's take all the fun out of this story and just crowbar in some angst and some. You know. It's that. Yo, um, <laughs> so does it end with like a shotgun suicide? Ooh, is that no? How it ends? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, That's a spoiler been... too. We can't talk about that, right? Oh, you guys sorry, didn't know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers: Kurt Cobain killed himself. <laughs> well, well, they're, they're bringing there the it is. It's out. It's out. In the sequel, Courtney Love will be played by Dwayne Johnson. Oh uh, no no no! Think about. I'm leaving it. Yeah, I'm leaving it. Think about think about a uh, uh, 1990 <coughs> hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. If uh, instead of Dustin Hoffman, it was Hugh Jackman in a bad wig, <laughs> and they got as much uh, ACDC and Nirvana in as they could, yeah. for no reason whatsoever, and it wasn't like going with the scenes. It was just bad. Mm-hmm. This was Pan in 2015. This is the guy who wrote that. I'm having a lot of feelings right now. <laughs> like, I don't know Good what they bad. are. I'm just, like, thinking what kind of mu- music do I actually think Captain Hook would listen to. I gotta go old school, Dr. Man. Hook, it, it's got You gotta match those hats <laughs> and the pointy shoes, so it's gonna be all Laurence Olivier, fanfares. Yeah. Um, Al Green's cover. We talked about metal earlier, Sirius, or any other mm. folk metal band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe. I've gone uh, way off the deep end. No one yeah. knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, maybe, yeah. Um, long story short, Jason Fuchs is writing this. He's also writing Wonder Woman. So if uh, Wonder Woman is any indication of the type of work he can do, at the very least, he can write stories like Pan. Well, so if Wonder Woman so comes out Wonder and it stinks, then we out. might not see this movie. I will be very so true. mad if Wonder Woman stinks. It I will have it a urine right? tantrum yeah. somewhere if Wonder Woman stinks. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll be so stated. mad. Well, that's it. You know, a lot of these things depend on like you know your you you build up some some good faith and then all of a sudden you make a bad product. And... Well, hopefully he will. These are two like legit properties. They're not small titles for DC. Wonder no, Woman absolutely not. These are supposed to and Lobo can be just as huge. Yeah. Uh, so they're putting a lot of faith on this dude's shoulders, man. So um, if anyone's gonna like take the ball and carry it, it's gonna be him. Mm. Uh, so Jason Fuchs, we're uh, we're all watching you. No pressure. <laughs> um. Okay, so next news story, just because I, 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 I'm just going to read this. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Michael Jackson's chimpanzee bubbles to star in his own animated feature. Coming off a script from Hollywood's blacklist. Uh, that's a list of, um, of like, liked but unproduced. I thought it was a list of black people. A list of liked but unproduced <laughs> scripts. She what, you what, the yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the list of. Uh, of you uh, never of, looked at me like that before, <laughs> too. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> That's the list of special guests that Chris Rock couldn't bring to the Oscars. Yeah. Um, it's unproduced scripts uh, that are being shot around Hollywood that haven't been bought, but like we're really interested in. They can only buy a certain amount of scripts per year. Uh, but hundreds, thousands of scripts actually are submitted. Yeah. Well, Lars and the Real Girl, that movie was one of those, too. That kind yeah. of a script that was Full really face. good that, you know, was blacklisted. Then they they brought that back. Mm-hmm. And it was made into, a, obviously, a movie that wasn't yeah. that great. Basically, but... movies that get a second chance. Yeah. Well, scripts that get a second chance because somebody passed on them, but they're still floating around. And, you know, if Buzz was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go back and pick it Sure, up. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. 
Well, this is one of those scripts, um, and it's going to be produced by Dan Harmon. Yeah, so I'm this is what's interesting so is that Harmon's behind this. You're a Harmon fan? Like, I love Dan Harmon. I listen to um, Harmon Town every week. I have such a, like, I love Dan Harmon. He hates himself so much, and I just love how <laughs> I do himself. like, I find that level of self-loathing kind of, you know, it's it's very I don't get it's that. That's soothing the to me somehow, you know? It's like the more he hates himself, the more people <laughs> love him. <laughs> right. Uh, it's this weird one... cycle, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really get it. But well, okay, okay. Help me out, because the only one that, that I've ever really seen. Okay, well, I can see why. Is um, Larry David? No. No. Uh, oh, I don't say. I didn't say no. I don't. Oh, okay. Because he I, seems like he's not that up on himself. Yeah, I, I, I am most regrettably not. Other than Curb Your Enthusiasm, I know very little about Larry David. He's just curmudgeonly, you know what I mean? I actually mm-hmm. saw him, I watched this clip of him introducing Steve Martin at the Governor's Ball when he got his like honorary Oscar, and he was like, I'm the last person you would want me to do this. I'm like, well, who, why are you hiring me? And he was, <laughs> I was like the whole bit, and it was funny. No, and I he know, started that's... trashing Steve Martin. I mean, that's just his stick, you know? Oh, okay, He's well, not really I mean, a guy that gives out faint praise, and, and it's more like that, you know? I don't think it's like well, a okay self-loathing that, thing. Man. I mean, if it works for him, and his body of work is very different from his personal depression. Which I actually favorite. rode an escalator with Larry David at a Bruins game. Oh, man. How did yeah. you get over the sadness? <laughs> well, I was looking at him. He was wearing this hat, and I wanted to, I thought he was wearing the hat of the opposing team, and then he kind of looked at me because he like felt me looking at him. Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. I was just looking at your hat, and he was like, like that. I, I like your show, but like that. And he's like, "Oh, thanks." He's like, "I'm front here with uh, this guy, Cam Neely. He let me sit in his box." Yeah, Cam Neely. I heard this of him. This guy, Cam Neely. Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard of him. Yeah, the team president. Yeah, Bruins legend. Sure, I think his number's in the rafter somewhere. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> like, take it easy. Oh, and that was it. Yeah. Right, anyone doesn't know we're talking about Cam Neely of Mighty Ducks Two fan. <laughs> yeah, actually, with he was a. Uh, I, I know Cam. Neely. He's Cbass. <laughs> he C-Bass was Cbass. Oh, sh- he was. You knew that. I well, I, I this isn't something I think about every day. Okay, <laughs> really? Because I do. You, you yeah. sh- <laughs> shame on you, man. Sea bass of Dumb and Dumber Two fame. Dumb and Dumber One. Oh, such a horrible. Movie. Both. Did you oh, he Dumb did he show up? The, the, the property. Did he show up in the second one? Yeah. All right. Well, the post credits. Because I- Roger Clemens was uh, what was he in? He was an ass, Kingpin. So he was. <laughs> All right, we've got we've gotten kind of off the point of the story. Um, uh, basically, Dan Harmon is producing this. Uh, also, uh, Dan Harmon, as you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. has done Community. He does Harmontown. He also has experience with um, with more prestigious animation. He uh, produced the um, Oscar nominated, not one, but nominated Anomalisa last yep. year. Which mm-hmm. did anyone see Anomalisa? Yeah, it was it's, great. It is on my to watch list. It's so fantastic. It it's really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that basically. He, but what I'm getting at is he's got and there's the there's there's pedigree. like stop motion sex in it too. So I think oh. I think you'd be into well, it. I thought you now had to I say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to get you, you know, wet your palate a little. Shoot, Negro, you got to put these things out like <laughs> forefront. Come on. All right. Well, I'm there. I'm there in half the messing. Um, basically, I'm kind of jazzed for this. Mostly, be, well, jazzed mostly because it's freaking the most whacked out story I've ever come across. It's the story they're telling. It's weird even to read the life of Michael yeah. Jackson from the perspective. Of his monkey bubbles, yeah, his and, chimpanzee, excuse me. And I only, I think the first time I like, because I didn't know about bubbles for a long time. And I think it was the uh, was the episode of uh, 
in oh, Living Color when uh, they did a Michael Jackson thing. And he's like, oh, come out, Macaulay. And he's like trying to get Macaulay Culkin to get out of the house. He's like, oh, we can blow bubbles. And he's like, mm. <laughs> like that. And I was like, man, that show is so good. Right, just wanna, just wanna we can play out. with one of my old noses. And it was so, oh, that, that skit was down, raw. The utmost like, respect to these <laughs> dead, heralded celebrities. Cherished <laughs> American icons. Oh, man. Wait, how does the chimpanzee star in the animated thing? Is, I mean, is the actual chimpanzee involved? Oh. Uh, well, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's your news story, and I'm like, let me tell no, you about no, Dan no, Harmon. You've got the inside information. Yeah. Please, um, go for it. No, so Bubbles the Chimpanzee died a really long time ago. Oh, what? I know, I'm sorry. Spoiler I'm again! Sorry. Oh. Right next to Kurt Cobain. I think he got him in the same shot. <laughs> but, uh. no, it's, it's a way to make a film about Michael Jackson without having to upset, without upsetting his estate, because it's not about Michael Jackson. Uh. It's about they, Bubbles. Yeah, because they already upset Michael Jackson enough when they cast a white guy, Joseph Fiennes, to play him in a movie. Yeah, but yeah. in all friends. So they're like, let's just Michael be easy Jackson on Michael. We're just going to do it, yeah. yeah. Michael's had enough. Well, besides this, the most prestigious representation of Michael Jackson in the Jackson's life is that miniseries. Uh. From the 90s, the Jacksons. Which is, like, it's on, it's, like, 15 hours long, and I yeah. sat down and watched, like, most of it, like, every time Have it was on. Have you seen the whole thing? No, I've, I've gone through it at least uh. once, but I'm saying, like, I've watched, like, a- hours of it at a time, like, over the years, and I've, I think I've seen that thing, like, 50 times at oh, this point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's on TV, you're like, ah, you nothing to do for five hours, right? Be all right. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Kill a Saturday, sure. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I kind of love that movie. Yeah, well, him and the Mr. Rat, you know, I was like, ah, oh, man, it kind of bummed me out when I was getting... the two of us need look no more. And I'm like, go ahead, Michael, go ahead. Oh, uh, but no, oh. I'm, I'm wondering if they'll give this the legitimacy that I'm hoping they will. Because mm-hmm. Dan Harmon is somebody who can do prestigious animation. But the concept also, it's the story of Michael Jackson... I think it's gonna from his pet chimpanzee's point of view, not Rat Tatooie. Yeah, this is like <laughs> yeah, Rat Tatooie. <laughs> uh, and okay, I'm I'm uh, a little skeptical, but apparently, like hardcore fans, yeah, as uh, as Dewey um, seems to be. I think it's gonna be intriguing for people once they hear about it, and I think it'll tote the line of being a little bit over the top and a little, you know, definitely. A Dude, I serious. hope so. At the very least, if it completely sucks. I hope they go balls to the wall and we have like a whole uh, like five minute tribute to the Michael Jackson video game. <laughs> like at this point, the height of popularity, there was little girls locked in trunks and you were you, <laughs> various gangsters breaking out in nightclubs and dancing. All and wearing one glove, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just get weird with it. I know uh, so Michael Jackson's estate had to recently sell a bunch of stuff to pay for a lot of the debts that his family has accrued as well. Yeah, I, I know they sold like just... a part of the music catalog he had because he owns part of the Beatles' music. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he did. And so they recently sold that back to Sony. Dude, and so now Paul McCartney's trying to buy the copyrights of his own music again. Yeah, but that's more out of spite, I think. It's not It's not that he didn't want to... Um, they, not, yeah, they beefed about it a long time ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of those weird things. You guys know the story? Yeah, I, I remember watching like on VH1 Home on a sick day, Paul <laughs> McCartney being like, and I talked to Michael and was like, you should invest in other people's music. And, and then he bought his music. Like, and then Michael James was like, I'm going to buy your music. Uh, that's not his voice. I'm so sorry. That's that's, a, no, no. No, no. no, no you're, you're close. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Like, no, you're right, Paul. I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy your music. I'm going to buy your music, Paul. <laughs> that's business. Say, say, say. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's your problem. <laughs> oh, somewhere between Mickey Mouse and the disease. Um, I hated that song, too. Yeah, say, say, say. I love that song. Oh, what? what? Oh. Love the music the video was dope, though. The video was, yeah, the video the was on point. Was it was the snake oil salesman at the beginning and he's arm wrestling. Yeah, I was like, Just look at my face. Stupid. These tears ain't crying. <laughs> Why have we never enacted that? I don't know. 
We need to we need to do our own version of say something. Next week's time. episode of the Geek Down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> no, I think yeah. I think that should actually work. No, that that would says be good. Believe it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Put in a little burlesque production of our own. A little happy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Support. We have pasties in the trunk of the car. We'll make this happen. Okay, all right. Well, we nice. we got every, we got all the get it all set up already. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I think okay, this piece, this I mean, train's sure. rolling now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're excited yeah. about this. You're excited about this bubbles thing. I'm excited about this thing. Well, She's it's, definitely. It's, we, yeah, I think we yeah, all are, it's, right? Yeah. I'm I'm I thought I'd be the only one, so I'm I'm very happy you are here. Oh yeah, so well, I'm happy you're here. Thank you. I'm all flat. I shouldn't have you go. All right. Um, this is going to happen. It's the. There's no name for it. But it's the animated feature. It's going to be stop motion. Uh, yeah, what do you name something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to I call it something way out there, like Bubbles the Revenge. <laughs> A Tale of Two Chimps. <laughs> uh, well, there's nothing else. Like, I, oh, I'm bringing people it's down. I'm good, sorry. Um, but basically, Michael Jackson's bu- chimpanzee is getting his, his own animated own feature. <laughs> it sounds like just fodder for a bad Saturday morning cartoon Well, you cartoon can't sum show. it up like that. And I, I summation, his there's no prestigious way to go out on that story. His girl is getting a talk show and we're out of business. Yeah. There isn't. All right. Well, this next news story, dig this. Capcom. We talked about Resident Evil 4. Capcom is producing... Uh, Resident Evil perfume slash deodorant spray. Now, selling initially out of Capcom's theme restaurant in Japan. They have uh, the theme, theme restaurant. restaurant? Uh, they're going to yeah, sell perfume Capcom out of the restaurant? Cafe. And they're going to sell perfume out of it? Well, they have a gift shop there, too. Yeah, okay. Uh, selling there primarily. It's going to be uh, called T-Virus. Uh, Makes perfect T-Virus. sense, yeah. Well, the T-Virus from Resident Evil, man. It's a Resident Evil-themed yeah. uh, perfume that they're selling. People will be able to spy and spray themselves so what with is the, the yeah, T-Virus. Which I'm just so curious, obviously. You, yeah, you don't know what it smells like, but I'm curious, what does the T-Virus smell like? It I does, don't Because it doesn't seem like it would smell good. No, but correct? this is one of those situations where I feel that they're, they're thinking of it like The Walking Dead. Everyone's like, oh man, if I was there, I'd kick so much zombie ass. They couldn't see me, and I'd be hardcore. I would be the next Daryl Dixon. And I'm like, have you seen... These episodes, notice how they get grimier every episode? Yeah. Okay, showers are, are almost extinct. Hard to come by, yeah. The <laughs> smell in that universe must be foul. And this, I imagine the T-virus yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, aroma itself would be putrid. Yeah. Folks what? would be buying this specifically to say... Rotting flesh. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I remember... Body you know, odor. It's, it's old day butt crack. It'll be amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember it's there like was this... sweat in the can. There was this and article this, that Vice did, and I read, and somebody, there's this this fragrance that's mm-hmm. like sweat and um, semen. What? And, and yeah, it's okay. like this really earthy, like, uh, this this perfume, and he, I think he wore it for like five days as an experiment, and like was walking around. And you, was are, like, you, are you sure it was, and it was, it like was really the, the, the fragrance and not just him? In his own juices. <laughs> no, it wasn't him in his own juices. They sold it. He went to a, a perfume store and had this woman with this great palate try to explain it to him. And he's like, oh, I can't really get all that out of there. But it's like, it was like decidedly not for everyone, but he wore it around for like five days. And it was like how we like, we're going out to different places with it on. And it was kind of this weird experience for him. And then he said he smelt some girl that kind of smelt like that. And then he got really sad. Wow. <laughs> okay. Not to bring everything down, but anyway, the tea. No, hey. The perfume, no, sure. I, I don't think is going to uh, smell anything like that. We run a nice, prestigious, upscale show here, and I want to thank you for maintaining that status quo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's... But there's not only that's not the only <laughs> perfume that they have. No, it's some dude walking around smelling like semen. <laughs> oh, this! Sorry, the yeah. Resident Evil stuff. My bad. 
Um, yeah, the Resident Evil uh, uh, perfume itself and the subsequent deodorant spray, they're going to be offering two different products, available right now in the uh, Resident Evil-themed um, restaurant, uh, Capcom Cafe, which this place only does exist right now in Japan, but I'm sure you can, like, order it. Where all the cool stuff. stuff is. All, like, the hippest, neat, most neato products yeah. come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the robots come from there. Yep. <laughs> that are going to kill us all. Sure. Uh, well, eventually. You yeah. gotta buy our trust well, first. If we don't have sex ones, with them first. Well, the ones you can have sex with or the suicide bots. <laughs> yeah. You can take your pick, kids. Uh, what's happening to the show? There's so <laughs> you, much bad. You keep breaking it up. down. Mike, keep us in check, please. <laughs> I think you got this, man. <laughs> Just bring it together. Just keep it going. Just keep it going. All right. Well, um, basically, starting next month, uh, Capcom will also offer a uh, currently unnamed deodorant spray that they're basing on the healing spray that players can actually use to counteract the T-Virus. So users can go to this restaurant, go to the gift shop, buy something called T-Virus, spray on themselves, and then just give it a week to kick in and see what happens. <laughs> I love the concept of it. Because yeah, it's great, man. There's no it's, way this can not go horribly it's wrong. It's it's fun, it's, yeah, sure. Yeah, and they can smell like zombies. Are you going to be able to, like, you think you can order this, like, online? Is it going to be something like that? You, or you, you just have you to go to Japan to, to get it, it? It's too good for them not to make it right. available. Yeah. Um, Why Japan get to have it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, just as a Resident Evil fan, I think it's something you may want to have in your collection. Period. Yeah. You know, I've got the Umbrella Corp umbrella. You I, do, I, yeah. I have an umbrella. It's not even a great one, but I got it because it's an official, properly, uh, <laughs> properly branded Umbrella Corp umbrella. And do you use just, it, or is it just like a collector's item yeah, for you? Yeah. It's okay. a red and white umbrella. I bring in here every time. Um, I need oh, to. I'll have to take a closer yeah. look next time. I need to fight the horse. Just to know. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know if you were one of those guys with your like collector's items things. Like if you get this perfume, you're not gonna ever use it or anything like that. No, you're I'm gonna, gonna be one use of those it. type. I'm gonna use it. I use like, the umbrella. You can't dig it out of the bottle. Um, yeah. The one, the one time I didn't do that was when I got a uh, can of um, the Duff brand uh, energy Beer? drink. Yeah, yeah, oh. the Simpsons brand yeah. Duff, and I let it sit on my desk at work for like a year and a half. Yeah, and then on my last day at the company. <laughs> Uh, I was just like, you know what, screw it, and I drank it. I'm going to drink like, this poison now. This should probably have been refrigerated. That was a bad scene, but that's the only time I've ever done that. Well, we had the... I'm not, a, I'm not a, an RFB guy. Well, we had the gum here from the baseball cards. Yes, and how badly do you regret that? Well, I almost... I. Well, I think I did chip a tooth on this. We had these <laughs> yeah. we had these cards here. There was like a, a box of baseball cards, and they were in, individually wrapped packs of cards inside them and then they each one came with a, a stick of gum mm-hmm. and so before the show I'd always like open a pack and be like ah, I'll go through it that's kind Pause of for context. Remember, for context remember how long ago it was that those things yeah, these are from like the, these are from like the, the 80s yeah sure. that these gum are, was never good to begin with yeah. no so this is like 30 to 40 years later and you know I tried to give it like 20 plus years to petrify and yeah. it just yeah. cracked as yeah. the Brutal. gum in half and my teeth in half and <laughs> ruined the show I'm, I'm still sorry for laughing at you dude Ah, well, I, I did it to myself. I just probably was, deserved a lot of it. And then that's recorded for posterity, as we'll point out. <laughs> yeah. All right, so keep an eye out for the Resident Evil uh, T-Virus perfume and subsequently unnamed health sprayed body spray. Is this like a unisex thing? Do you know? Uh, it better be. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah, seriously. Kind of <laughs> racist. racist. <laughs> Stop going there, man. It's, did oh, I set you on that path? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, do not, <laughs> do not discriminate against zombies. They were people, too. They were. <laughs> they were. Maybe some of them good, too. Who knows? Possibly. Oh, man. <laughs> the smell is going to be... Im- uh, anyways. Um, all right. Let's wrap up with one final story here real quick. Because <clears throat> this is actually a serious one. But... Uh, well, That's not on. true. The Motion Picture Academy uh, is under fire for Asian jokes made at the Oscars. This is following skits. Yeah, from, this is... Yeah. Mm-hmm, uh, skits from Chris Rock and comments by, uh, presented by, Sasha, by presenter 
Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, Which protest he, he came out as Ollie G, and he wasn't supposed to. No, he, he was not. They actually that out quote unquote banned it for, I guess they maybe uh, assessed the routine ahead of time. Well, they like Ollie G, no one wants to see that. I mean, well, I like Ollie G, but you like, like yeah, Ollie G. I mean. No one with taste wants to see that. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying. Huh. Um, no, the, I, I, I watched I watched these, and the Chris Rock one seemed like just a badly delivered joke. That possibly if somebody else, it seemed like it, it, it maybe sucks it okay. because like he was making a good message about you know trying to make light of this whole race issue and stuff with mm-hmm. the Oscars, and then he made the same faux pas. Yeah, which yeah. is like, dude, it's, it's just gonna like it. You know, it's it sucks. akin to yeah. um, Rebel Wilson wearing the uh, "f the police" shirt uh-huh. at the VMAs. Yeah, you know, it's just like I can see your intent was pure comedy, but. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a bad joke. Yeah. yeah the Ali G, how, Ali G one was just plain offensive. So what was offensive about that one? Well, that one was basically direct stereo- directly stereotyping. Yeah. I think... Ma- um, well, that's that whole Chris, character. Yeah. Well, Chris Rock brought out some Asian kids and said, these are representatives of so-and-so and gave them names. And basically, folks were most upset with that gag about just bringing on some Asian children. Yeah. For a visual gag that just perpetuated stereotypes. Yeah, they especially think children, too, who had... can't defend themselves either or say no, really, because they're, you know... It's yeah, a... you know, it just seemed like a cheap shot for no reason uh-huh. for the sake of bad comedy. And I think folks were mainly complaining about, had the kids had lines or expanded the skit, then it wouldn't have been so blatantly offensive. The Ali G thing was basically him coming out and almost doing, like, a slanty-eyed thing and making the jokes about, like... I'm not even going to repeat it, but basically his was, like, directly offensive. And I can understand why they're pissed. The problem is what really sucks, especially at this time of uh, – with this Oscars, is this came uh, right at the midst of the Oscars So White uh, fiasco. Mm -hmm. You know, so while we're dealing with all this talk of, you know, Oscars discriminate and we should uh, focus on equality and we should all be equally represented represented in Hollywood towards one race. Actually, it was more towards, like – well, all races intended towards all races. We have these same people, i.e., Chris Rock, mm. uh, perpetuating stereotypes towards a different race. Yeah, you know, that's so what I'm it, saying. Yeah, it kind of you kind of lose sight of that, and you're like, well, you can't really make a point about the other one if you're yeah. going to keep doing this same thing. Well, it's kind of a damn shame. I thought they were making yeah. some decent headway. His monologue was actually you his know, monologue on point. was great. Yeah, and then he's yeah. going, and then this might actually under like you know cut the legs off from that. Not campaign. eating any more Girl Scout cookies on his account anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> That's the big takeaway. That's the big loss out of this whole thing. No more Samoas for me. Oh man, um, this is just a this is just can't wait. Samoas, no Finland for you. Yeah, I'm a Samoa guy. I think one of they're like they're like van- vanilla delights now. Caramel I think. delights. Caramel oh, delights. Yeah, Samoa is too racy. No, I can I can see that. I can see that. They could say it came small from island. island. Yeah. yeah, could have called Sumatrans <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, um, like looking at the story, especially if you're uh, of the Asian community or just really interested in the Oscar situation and where it goes with the diversity situation now, it's just kind of it's kind of it's kind of a bummer, man. Yeah, but it's, it's one I think is definitely worth following up on. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we'll see. I mean, I'll be interested in what he has to say about it too, Chris Rock, because he always has something like. Yeah. You know what sucks? I met Ali G like three weeks ago, three four weeks ago. He was here in Boston promoting. Uh, That's that, not that, true. That. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he was here promoting that um that new terrible movie. Oh, the Brothers Grimm's uh, review one? Yeah. Yeah, that piece of crap. The one you waited in line to see? <sighs> so, you did, too. I, I did. <laughs> well, anyways, he came, uh, super nice guy, shook hands with people in the line. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, he seems like a funny does... guy. That's not one of his best characters, though. No, but I'm... <laughs> they can't all be bored, dude. <laughs> all right, so we've dawdled long enough. I am in the house staring into the baby blues and baby greens or what I think might be a glass eye of these delightful <laughs> individuals. I'm talking, of course, of Busty Keaton 
and Dewey Decimator of Rogue Burlesque. All right, so they've been delighting you with their thoughts and opinions on various things. You want to tell our audience why you're officially here? We're here because Pat and Adam are super awesome. No, that is I true. Think yeah. that's, oh, that's they true. asked us to Again, be here. Again, <laughs> a black band's blushing. Who knew? <laughs> but um, we have a show coming up at Club Cafe in Boston called Rhinestones and Rubber Chickens. And it is a silly, sexy spectacular of ladies performing burlesque of a variety of shapes and sizes. We've got funny stuff. We've got sexy stuff. I'll let Keaton continue so that I'm not hogging the mic. You can hug the mic all you want. Oh, give me the mic. (laughs) We have a whole bunch of stuff, including the classic bump and grinds with tons and tons of blinding sequins. Oh, yeah. We also have uh, banana peels. We have animals stripping out of their pelts. We have a couple of revenge numbers, I would call them. Revenge numbers. Revenge numbers, yeah. Mm. Uh, You know, caused by different things. But what they all have in common are pasties. Uh, yeah. The important things you focus on. <laughs> well, we need them to keep legal, especially in the city of Boston. Yes, Boston but... has very strict obscenity laws when it comes to what you can and cannot show on stage. Yeah. Oh, don't I know it. I know. One testicle slips and then. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a big thing. Spend yeah. the night. To to just sleep in my house for three weeks. After that. <laughs> <laughs> for example, you have to cover two inches of flesh on either side of your buttock crease. The cleft of the buttock is the like cleft the of, of the, the buttock. Is that, is that, that is the, the, the proper law, yeah. mm-hmm. Proper uh, verbiage there. Yeah. Uh, please tell me this is written somewhere in an official document. <laughs> it, it is. We it should is. get that up. Yeah, yeah. frame it. Oh, yeah. Nice little thing. So, how does uh, how do two lovely ladies like yourself get into burlesque in the first place? Uh, I, I can only speak for myself, but I love comedy, and I grew up watching all the violent comedies and Marx Brothers and stuff yeah. like that. And Boston hence the King, perfect I, name. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Hence, yeah. hence the name. It was a chance to do comedy but i wouldn't necessarily have to talk a lot about it i could do physical comedy sure. and i feel like there's not a lot of chances for women to do that that's true unless yeah. they're like getting pushed down a flight of stairs or something <laughs> and oh, i get to wear sequins and i get to wear onesies and gorilla masks and be a whole bunch of different people sure yeah it makes a lot of sense well, yeah. who wouldn't love that yeah i, mean, I wear those all the time exactly yeah, but not in front of people Hopefully. well i yeah. mean i gotta have my me time hundreds of good loungewear we all have onesies and burlesque yeah, we have, we have a lot of onesies in our shows. <laughs> They're very versatile and comfortable. <laughs> Pick one up at the gift shop, yeah. And the way I got into burlesque was I was like the stereotypical, like, ugly duckling nerd girl who was like, I really like comics and anime and all this stuff. I'm not pretty, though. And then I sort of discovered burlesque when I was in college, and it was these women who were super nerdy, um, but were doing, they, like, transformed on stage into these, like, glamorous Amazonian warrior women who also were naked. And I was like, <laughs> I want to do that. So when I moved to Boston, I started taking improv classes at Improv Boston, and then was like, all right, it's time to actually get naked. And Is that hard to initially get naked? It was a what? It's, it's, I mean, it's scary at first, because you're like, well... I don't know any of you. And the first time I performed burlesque, I was in grad school. And one of the other contestants, who Polly Shorley, who's in our troupe, we were in Rogue Burlesque's um, amateur competition, Lucky 13, which I am now the producer of. And we were both competing. She won. So (laughs) that happened. Um, (laughs) Screw her. She (laughs) said with vitriol. She she deserved it. But one of her friends was in the audience, and he was someone I was going to grad school with, and we were working on a project together at the same time. So it was like, oh, I didn't know you would be here. Here's my boobs and my butt crack. See you in <laughs> class <left>. tomorrow. <laughs> I really hope we get an A on this project. So that was a little weird. Yeah. 
But um, this is the greatest. I think the first time you're on stage, you feel like the wind in areas that you're not used to feeling the wind on, and there is this moment of like, what am I doing? Yeah. In that split second, I think sure. the first time after that, it's. You still have that same performance anxiety. No, no, this was way at the beginning. Oh, so she's over that now. That so was a I, long time ago. I would say I think for me, I think getting naked in front of strangers would probably be easier than at least for me getting naked in front of people I know. Because yeah. I don't have yeah. to see those people again. Like, ah, whatever. They're just going to take that with them and hopefully forget about it. Like, if I get naked and I have any anxieties, I'm like, well, that person's probably thinking about that. I have to see him again and again and again. Well, I, like, and I like the feign indignance. Like, how dare you look? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is for looking? Yeah, you just keep walking in the Well, well you're standing over my face. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the good thing about being on stage, too, is that with the lights, it's very hard to see the audience a lot of the time. Ah, unless true. they're right in the front row. So I always say, if you come to a show and you realize you know me and it's weird for you, I can't see you, so it's all on you to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Right. So don't bring your family and get them great seats. Oh. <laughs> families have come to shows. Yeah, my parents have come to our shows yeah. in the past, which I know sounds really weird. No. But they love so. it. They're yeah. old hippies. They super dig it. <laughs> Look at that's my girl up there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. They sat right in the front row. This is a regular practice. Is Grandma hooting hollering in the front row? Grandma doesn't know. Grandma so doesn't sh- know. Okay. Tell Grandma Decimator. Well, she's got she, a she tattoo, knows now. Too. I got a surprise for you. Grandma she Decimator, come on out. Here. She's listening. She didn't know Kurt Cobain killed himself either, so oh, we just well, ruined a lot of her sorry. day. Yeah, they ruined that. It's a terrible night. No, no, no. She's excited about The Rock playing uh, Courtney Marvel. I mean, that's... <laughs> okay, so you mentioned Rubber Chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Is the show more of a... Uh, <clears throat> sorry, more of an improv-influenced comedy? Not improvisational we craft our routines over time so we have a weekly rehearsal that we attend and then we rehearse at our own domiciles and at studio spaces mm-hmm. um so we don't do anything that's improvised unless something goes wrong like for example you have a wardrobe malfunction like the last time i performed in boston i accidentally pulled down my pants and my underpants which is one illegal mm-hmm. um and two man everyone in the audience saw my very very pasty but very beautiful behind um it was like a big white moon just <laughs> hanging in the right. sky so when that i'm gonna ha- pause right there big yeah. white moon i see what you did yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pun also don't, do not gloss over three whoever's first burlesque show that was ever you made their life yeah. all right right there. she made everyone's life every <laughs> single person in the audience that night they, yeah. they were thanking her for weeks <laughs> so yeah, if something unexpected. I'm thanking you happens. for the story after the show. Wait, wait, can I ask what the song in the background was? Please uh, tell me it was coincidentally like Blue Moon. It was it was um Flash by Queen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a Flash Gordon routine. That could, um, that could have gone. That could have only gone better if she said Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was in our our playlist pre-show, I think. Um, but so if something like goes unexpectedly, then you, there is a lot of improvisation. But we do sort of plan our routines out ahead of time because knowing what to take off when to take it off because you want to make sure that your routine is lined up with the music you're doing mm-hmm. like musical cues are very helpful because if there's like a da da that's like a really good tassel twirling thing I, for those who are listening right now I'm shaking my bosom she is in, she in, is in indeed the past direction I'm shimmying and I'm okay we, with it we say in uh, those in the know <laughs> um, but there is improvisational burlesque it's something that I haven't really I, I do it in the sense that I don't have a dance background, so like I'll have points I want to hit. Or I'm like, All right, I know it. When they say like I love your butt, I should slap my butt. And when I, when they say I'm just making up a song, the song is the butt song. 
So when they say, I love your butt, you're going to slap your butt. And then when they say, and I love your other butt, you're going to point to your other butt. And then sort uh, of in between. How, how, how many butts do you have here? Well, well you'll have, have to come to the seen... show and find out. Yes. Oh, I was going to make a South Park down. joke, but I like that answer better. <laughs> Very special. I had three other siblings in the womb and I absorbed them, but only their, only butts, their butts are sticking out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Jonas Venture Jr. joke here I refuse to make. Okay. I was going to ask how important is the dance background then? Not important. Well, I would say theatrical skills are probably mm-hmm. the most important for at least the kind of stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Like there's groups in town that are dance-tastic. Mm-hmm. And so we have a couple dancers, but a lot of us have more like theater backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And it's good to have a sense of rhythm. Because okay. that's what makes it burlesque is the ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. Mm-hmm. Like being able to move with the music. Well, okay, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. We've had a few different burlesque performers on the show, but you guys tout a more classic style of burlesque? Uh, we're, we say we're rooted in classic. We say classic with a kick. Mm-hmm. So we're classic, but we do a lot of comedy, and we also use modern music primarily. Okay, then what, so, what, what does that mean? Like, how does that separate you from the other uh, from the troops then? Uh, I say we're not purely classic. We use modern music. We also, um, like, I know you talked to Fembones from the Slaughterhouse. Yeah, we Femme love, Bones. We awesome love them. Of the show. They're so amazing. They do horror burlesque. There's the lipstick criminals who are all dancers. And they're Fantastic so dancers. sexy and Super smart. sexy. Oh, I love mm. them. Um, so there's groups like that. We mainly do um, more theatrical comedic burlesque. Mm. There's like, a lot we of storytelling. Story. Yeah. For example, there's a routine that uh, Busty and I will do at our show, in which um, she is a, an ape. Something like that. She's an ape and I'm a banana and it's a love story. <laughs> And if you want to see if we get together, you'll have to come to the show. There's boys to men involved. Yes. Wait, um, what? Wait, what? Boys to men. It's to uh, I'll make love music. to you. Oh, I thought it was the end of the road. <laughs> like every, every word out of your mouth here is making me more and more happy. Just, yeah. just... Well, that's yeah, right. That's, that's, like, why, <laughs> that's why we're entertainers. Yeah, we're I think. Hate it, please. I love making people like laugh in general. And that's yeah. my goal as a performer is. I want the audience to enjoy it. I want them to laugh and sort of forget about that their boss is a jerk or that, like, their cat peed on their shoes or something. Yeah. Um, Both so, those things happen. I know. I, or, like, if their <laughs> boss peed on their shoes, like, even worse. And the cat. And the cat. <laughs> it pissed and the on my cat. The, <laughs> um, the cat's here. Well, just so, don't bring shoes to work. I, just, I, <laughs> I have stopped, yeah. It's winter still, mm-hmm. though. I just want to make people laugh, and I think that's important. To yeah. Well, it sounds like well. you guys are, are are doing a great job. You've made me laugh uh, multiple times tonight, so this is a show I'm definitely intrigued by. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you're still excited about it, you're jazzed about it, and you oh, yeah. are enthused. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just said the same thing like three times. But you're enthused by the material and subject matter. This doesn't just work for you, and it's not just, well, we got to put on yeah. a damn show. We get to put on a show. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see it. Is we we're, get to put on a show. Like the market, so let's go put on a show. Oh, yeah, because yeah. what what we do is, if, as long as we're having fun, then the audience will have fun. That's true. Yeah. Oh, okay, so then tell, talk to me about this new show. Then, what are people going to see yet? Rhinestones and rubber Rhinestones, chickens. They are going to see. First of all, let's see how many of us are. I'm going to try to calculate how many individual boobs you'll see. Hold on. You will see <laughs> pie boobs. Just pie number of boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no. A, that's, that's Is there a, any actual pie on the show too? I don't think there's any actual pie. Show. We have used pie in the past. We have. That's right. <laughs> <We> <laughs> have. That's pie on the yeah. show. <laughs> that's right. Banana um, cream pie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I think you're going to see a lot of boobs. You're going to see a lot of bums. You're going to see. Um. If you if you're a fan of uh, running and marathons, there's going to be something there for you. If you're a fan of like old school Hollywood glamour, there's going to be something there for you. And a lot of pasties, I guess. A lot, a lot of pasties. pasties. Legally yes. and otherwise. 
Yeah. So do you like do you design your own pasties? How does pasties work? Do you oh, get, so you... oh wow. boy, I, I should have brought some. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good idea. No, we're, we're thinking people won't be able to see them, so yeah. we'd have to. Describe well, we could them take them home and have a good time. One for each butt cheek. What's going on? There? Yeah, your oh, cleft yeah. is bigger than if most. If you put them on your butt and they have yeah. tassels on them, so there's tassels on the pasties, and that's what you twirl. Mm-hmm. You can put them on your behind. And then I know it's a clean show, so I can't cuss. But if you take the T off of tassels, mm-hmm. that's what you call them when they're on your butt. You just take that T off. And ah. you can twirl those as well. Because they're on your A S S. Almost twerking. <laughs> Twerk burlesque is a yeah. thing of the future. I think it is. There's this. It's per- a thing of now. It's a thing of now. There's oh, a performer. There, I know. It's there's a performer in New York. Her name's Essence Revealed. She's probably the most beautiful woman that's ever been born. And she's a twerk burlesque. She's a twerk burlesque. She's. Also, Jeez Louise, Louise, another performer, so good. Nina Lavoie, performer based out of Brooklyn, really good. Her, her butt is, each butt cheek must have its own brain and nervous system because, like, <laughs> all of these women, they're just so, they have so much control. Um, how, how would we affix pasties to these two fine individuals? Well, that's a good question. We'd probably make the pasties a little bit flatter because guys are usually flatter than women, not always. And then we would get some toupee tape. And use um, that to affix it to your body. Because pay like, tape, okay. It's okay, yeah. you can sweat through it. Maury's wigs will never fly off. Yeah. Jump yeah. in the water, that kind of stuff. That yeah, I, I don't want to actually do that necessarily, but it could <laughs> Sure, be. you could, but... Sweating. Yeah. And then, you know, under the rigors of tassel twirling, it'll okay. stay pretty well. And yeah. anyone can twirl tassels of any gender, shape, or size. Yeah. Okay. So you guys could definitely twirl tassels. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is something I may or may not have practiced at home in front of the mirror. It's yeah, it's, it's so practice. easy. Well, I have like a, a shimmy technique. I won't do it right now, but mm-hmm. I I I have practiced yeah. in the past. All right, I myself just you know, <laughs> work the push up there. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that too. Yeah. You can just, just grab each around. one and just like yeah. you. There's a manual. There's manual tasseling. You can like bounce that. up and down like with your arms in the air and. Depending on where your arms are positioned, physics will take over, and the yeah. tassels will turn in different uh, there's, directions. So there's a lot of different techniques. This is stuff I did not know shoulders. as well. Oh. Yeah. Okay, can you, I get one big tassel in just for the belly? And I can yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. a lightning rod, but it's just sticking out of your yeah, throat. Just, just people who put the... tassels everywhere. Nice. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, Anything is possible. See, your dreams come true when you do burlesque. Yeah. Things you thought only possible in dreams. I'm excited now. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. We discussed for a solid like three minutes the tassel engineering. Well, it's stuff that, you know, I was interested about. So I'm sure everyone else there has probably thought about it. We're learning so much about Adam Willis today. Yeah. (laughs) We do uh, do teach a pasty making workshop a few times a year. Holy crap. (laughs) That was for me. Learn how to make your own. uh, You should come on by. I think I should too. Learn how to make people pasty. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just they had to be white and out of the sun. True. All right. So, okay. So, Rogue Burlesque, when's your next upcoming show? It right. is this Thursday and Friday, March 24th and 25th at Club Cafe at 209 Columbus Ave in Boston. In Boston. Nice. Not rehearsed or read from a prompter yeah. at all. Not at all. I don't have you, a card in front of me. At you all. can buy tickets online at rubberchickens.b as in boy, p as in Paul, t as in Tyrannosaurus. Thank you. Dot m e, like me, as in me, 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 me. Or you can just go to rogueburlesque.com, and then there'll be a link there to take you to your ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Most up-to-date information on the site, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Links to social networking, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we're on the Facebook. We're on Instagram, the Twitters. Uh, what other? I think we have a Tumblr. Do we have a Tumblr? Uh, we have a Tumblr. Somewhere. I don't internet. Yeah, somewhere. Mostly <laughs> Facebook, somewhere Twitter. And we have some future shows booked coming up. One is called That's What She Said, um, a burlesque show that's all 
I mean, we're women, so we're female oriented in general, but like routines about like being a woman and like women doing cool stuff. And then a show we're really we're excited for that. But another show in the future that's called Burlesque Against Humanity. That's burlesque based off of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Um, my favorite card is pooping back and forth forever. <laughs> I don't know what everyone else's favorite cards are. But I don't think I have a favorite. I haven't played it enough where I've gone through all the cards. We've that been is a fun a lot game. Of cards Against Humanity. It is a fun for game show. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pooping back and forth forever is yeah. fantastic. No, I also like nipple blades. Terrible in life, yeah. but. There's a surprising amount of poop burlesque out there. Poop burlesque, burlesque. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of burlesque in There's general. We're talking about horror, horror burlesque, the, the dance, the classic. The, Body functions. Yeah. I mean, wow. it's all out there. Okay. If you're looking for it, it's out there. If you're looking for a type of burlesque, yes. it is out there. If that's yeah. the one thing you take away from the show today, I think it's that. But Yes, this, if there's one thing and only one thing. But this one I think I'm everyone. interested in because uh, it's right up my alley with uh, the comedy. and. Well, I think you had him at poop burlesque. Would you ever, would <laughs> you you ever try to perform burlesque? Would you be interested in learning? Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm not. I I get bashful on the stage probably, but I I don't. The first time you might. The first and then time after might, that, yeah. you'll be like, I never want to wear clothes again. I'll no. never wear clothes again. Yeah. Because there are our brother troop is Surlesque. Surlesque. And yeah. they they're uh one of their members, Dale Stones. He teaches boylesque workshops. Boylesque is male burlesque mm-hmm. or manlesque or brolesque or dudelesque, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I mean, it's Bra-less. out there. Yeah, he'll he'll whip you into shape. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's terrific. Mm-hmm. And then well, we'll you have to pass me his information at some time. We shall. Yeah, right. I'll promise out there. Okay, so now real quick, on the spot, 30 seconds or less, what should we look for at this show, at this upcoming show this Thursday? Uh, it should look for a really great seat. Uh, if you want to be really up close to the action, sit at the front tables because there's a catwalk into the audience, and that way you will get boobs all over your face. No no touching, though. We're very into consent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's one thing you could look for. So, like, real close to the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some audience interaction in some routines. Yeah. You might be asked to help with a remove, possibly. You may be asked to hold something. You may be asked to give a high five to someone who's performing. Oh, you yeah. can always be like, I don't want to touch you, and that's totally cool. Um, what else can they look for? They Just, like... Uh, weirdos. Weirdos. We're weirdos, and we want other weirdos to come to our show and be like, see... I never thought I would see a person in a banana suit acting so really sexy. sexy. But yeah. I thought about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we want people to make noise. Like, you can come and just sort of cut loose. And I know sometimes people aren't sure what to do because we're in a feminist era, which is great and as it should be. But part of that for us is that we want to hear that you're liking what you're seeing. Sure, yeah. So feel free to... So feedback is good, you know what I mean? Don't be a pig, but, you know, you can definitely cheer. Right, okay. I've eaten a lot of pizza to get this body, and I want you all to appreciate it. (laughs) Pizza and cheese. Yes. Oh, so much more cheese than is healthy. My (laughs) cholesterol is like 320. But it's so worth it, because look at you. I know. Look how beautiful you are. So beautiful. Two beautiful women. We have a great show. (laughs) The former after my own heart. Yeah. All right. I want to thank, well, first of all, Rogue Burlesque. Check them out this Thursday one more time at... Club Club Cafe. Cafe. Thursday and Friday. Show at 8 o'clock. Doors at 7.30. Club Cafe has great drinks and good food. You heard the man. All right. And want to thank Busty Keaton. Thank you. Want it's to a thank pleasure. Dewey Decimate. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. You guys were this awesome. Hopefully you can come back someday. We'd love to. Mm-hmm. Take care. Thank you. All right. want to thank DJ Mikey Mike. You're welcome. All right. want to thank my homeboy Black Animal. Yes, sir. Good doing time with you, my friend. Oh, you. Man, it's always a pleasure. All right. Always a pleasure. And want to thank you lovely people out there. You've been listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Catch us every Monday night, 9 p.m. right here on WEMFRadio.com. And also, if you heard anything you like, you want to chime in on the conversation, hit us up at geekdownradio.com or jump to the site at geek.com. 
geekdown-down.com. Also want to remind you that the Geek Down was brought to you by CSJ Promotions. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out. Well, basically, if you're in Boston or around Boston, Cambridge, anywhere, odds are like five out of ten of the shows you've been at in the past few months have been brought to you by CSJ. You want the inside info, the inside stuff. Hit them up and check them out. Get the uh, lowdown and check out their next venue. Also, the Geek Down was brought to you by Out of the Blue Gallery right here in yes, lovely right. Cambridge, Massachusetts. I take it you're familiar? Oh, That's where we do our pasty workshop. We love Out of the Blue. No kidding. Yeah. Their artisans are awesome. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, Out of the Blue is one of our sponsors. They bring us lovely things like poetry readings, like apparels, like burlesque performances. Mm-hmm. Any, am I forgetting anything? Just awesome, awesome art. art. And there's an awesome mm-hmm. dog. There's a dog there. It's really sweet. Yeah, there are dog, <laughs> awesome dogs, dog. not for sale. No. Not for sale, no. <laughs> you can visit them, though. You Support can. local artists. Yeah. Indeed. And check them out at 541 Mass Ave right here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And until next week, I want to remind you all. <laughs> keep giving the freaking thing. I want to remind you all, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.